The uh, Canadian Human Rights Commission confirms it has engaged in informal discussions about vaccine passports with the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada at a time when experts and advocates are debating how to safely reopen Canada's borders and economy while respecting privacy and human rights. There's a tall order. It's a complicated issue uh, and one the Commission will be watching closely to assess the human rights in play. This is according to Sue Butchart, Manager of Policy at the Human Rights Commission, and she says because vaccine passports are just beginning to be implemented, we still don't know all of the scenarios that might arise. I think she's uh, jumping the gun and saying they're even beginning to be implemented. The only announcement has been this morning from the province of Quebec saying we're going to go ahead with our own, and I think earlier in the week, uh, Christine Elliott saying as far as Ontario is concerned, there will be vaccine passports, but we're looking to Health Canada to do that. I think it'll probably be a combination of Health Canada and uh, the Department of Transportation, in other words, involved in travel. We have on the line with us Kara Zwiebel, who is uh, a lawyer and director of the Fundamental Freedoms Program at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. And uh, first of all, welcome to the program. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. Well, maybe we should get you to react first off to this Quebec announcement. What do you think about a province going ahead and unilaterally saying, we're going to do this because we're going to have it in the world? Um, should it have been um, a product of a central authority to it, the Canadian government, or should maybe next week they start talking in Ontario behind closed doors about us having one? Because I think what, what you're cruising for is a bruising brought on by uh, conflicting rules of the game. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely there's a concern about this, this patchwork, which, I mean, is similar to the, the kind of thing we've had throughout the pandemic in terms of, you know, different rules in different places, different rules about um, interprovincial travel and things like that. Um, but Quebec's proposal is a little bit different than um, what some people have been talking about. So they're, um, they're talking about instituting something that would um, only be used, I guess, when um, when it's sort of warranted by a change in the epidemiology. Now, we need to know what that exactly means. But basically what they're saying is, um, you know, as of right now, first of all, not everyone has access to the vaccine. So we're going to wait until everyone has had that opportunity. But once everyone has had the opportunity, if, you know, there's a, another wave and things change and things deteriorate, um, this is something they would use to restrict access to certain high or moderate risk activities and places, things like gyms and, and things like that. Um, they're not talking about a passport that would prevent anyone from, um, you know, accessing an essential service or good. Um, so that that is important because some of the proposals are, are really, um, or some of the discussion anyway, has been about an idea where, you know, basically, if you don't, if you haven't been vaccinated, you, you, you don't get to move around society freely. Um, but I mean, as far as there being a uh, you know, a patchwork, I mean, it, it's a bit of a function of our um, federal system. I do think as far as travel within the country, that is something that the federal government should, um, you know, should take ownership over. And I think the fact that we've had provinces saying in many cases that Canadians can't enter or that they need to do X, Y and Z and apply to enter a province. Um, that's something that I think the federal government should have acted on, you know, some time ago. Well, Kara, you, you've touched on a lot of things. For example, if there's another wave, there's not going to be another wave. That's first of all. I can't guarantee it, but I mean, if, if we're at 52, 53% vaccinated and they have not yet to determine uh, the presence of any kind of variant that will not um, 
that will breach the vaccine. I mean, we, we can get vaccine breaches, but they're infinitesimal in percentage terms, which means we're in pretty good shape right now. Uh, and and there, well, hold on a second. There are people who are who are not vaccinated, and I don't think, and I I would doubt that you would say that we should be imposing vaccines on anybody. So those people are going to go unvaccinated, and they're going to have to live with the consequences. What happens to the rest of us? Are you and your organization in favor of some kind of documentation, card, stick-in, whatever it happens to be that allows free passage where it's uh, desired or required? No, uh, we're not in favor of that. Not not domestically in Canada. I think we appreciate that you know different countries will make decisions about what they want to do in terms of allowing people into the country and. Um, to a certain extent, obviously, Canada will do the same thing. But as far as a domestic vaccine requirement, um, we we are not in favor of that. We, we don't think that anyone's rights should be you know, conditional on them making uh, a particular decision about their health, it, which should be their own decision and should be a decision that they make freely. Okay, well, if I drill down on the question and I put it to you in very specific terms, um, you and I decide that we're going to go and uh, see a hockey game uh, at the Scotiabank Centre, and the Scotiabank Centre invokes a policy, and of course this is imaginary, that mm-hmm. says if you want to come into the hockey game, you have to show your vaccine passport, whatever form it winds up taking. Mm-hmm. And you say, I don't have one. I've been vaccinated, but I don't have a vaccine passport. And uh, I say, well, I've been vaccinated and I have a vaccine passport, and it, it is determined that I will get in and you won't, and that kind of ruins our little dinner date. Um, mm-hmm. Is is that something where you could uh, you could see your organization moving uh, on on its position, or is it just going to have to be that way? Some get in and some don't, or we shouldn't have vaccine passports in those venues at all. I mean, I, I don't think we should have vaccine passports in those venues. Um, you know, whether it's something that we would move on, I think it would it would depend a lot. I mean, the, the scenario that you're describing is one where um, even though I've been vaccinated, I just don't have the, you know, the, the proof that the venue needs to, to show that. So, um, you know, I do think that governments should be making sure that people um, have some record of being vaccinated. I mean, just as a function of good um, practice and record keeping, that should certainly exist somewhere and you should have access to it. Um, but you know, we, well, we if you don't... just say, I don't mean to interrupt, but if you've got that, if you believe that, then you believe that it would be legitimate for if if it could be proven not to be invasive into anyone's privacy, uh, issue cards that attest to it. It it, oh, it really depends though on the purpose that we're talking about. I think if we're talking about international travel, then you know we have to accept that. I mean, we have. Uh, access to a lot of vaccines here. Not That's not the case everywhere. So I, I can understand that some countries will want to say, look, if you're going to come in, we, we want to know your status, right? We have that with other infectious diseases right now for different parts of the world. Um, domestically, no, I, I don't think it's something that should be required, um, you know, to access any um, any sort of venue. And the, the sort of assuming it, you know, assuming it doesn't, it's not invasive is a big assumption, right? We we have to know more about what kind of technologies and, um, and record keeping we're talking about if we're going to have a whole slew of different societal actors collecting, you know, personal health information about, about people. I hear what you're saying. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting discussion. And it's probably going to be beginning 
Oh, about now and going for a period of months before somebody does something. Kara Zwiebel, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Kara Zwiebel is a lawyer. She's director of the Fundamental Freedoms Program at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, talking about what's undoubtedly going to come in some form, which is a vaccine passport. Quebec has an idea. We're talking about it. The feds are the ones who are touted as uh, the organization, or at least the governmental level, that will be issuing those things. Uh, I, I haven't really, I've never <clears throat> really had a problem with the concept of providing proof. Uh, and I think that since we wind up having uh, information, although it's guarded um, behind whatever protects the databases where it lives, we have uh, a health card that uh, speaks to everything that's ever happened to us from a health perspective. We have passports that speak to speaks to everything that's ever happened to us from a travel perspective. How hard can it be to be able to say this person has been vaccinated and is certified for travel and admittance to countries under the whatever agreement uh, shows up under G7, G20, the world, the World Health Organization. I don't care for the organization, but it's probably ideal because there are more members to that on the part of countries than anywhere else. But like you can see in my own com comments here that there's a point where you have to say, that's it. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to sign on as a country or we're not.